It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. All right, everybody, we welcome you in. It is episode number 288 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. This, as you could probably tell, is going to be a quick snaps edition, which we're going to try and do throughout the regular season anyway to get the content out faster or as fast as possible as the Redskins lose to the Cincinnati Bengals at FedEx Field on Thursday night, 23-13. I am your host, Chris Russell. Again, pardon the voice. It is completely shot. This is what happens when you have a severe allergy attack and you have to do eight hours of radio by yourself plus a couple of podcasts plus you don't get much sleep and you're driving all around through monsoons and all that good stuff. Uh, So I apologize about the sound of my voice. I hope you can deal with it. Uh, Again, we will keep this as short as we possibly can right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Support for this episode of Locked on Redskins is brought to you by Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen Manscaped on Shark Tank and Men's Journal name their Lawnmower 2.0 as one of the best tools in men's grooming. Right now, you get 20% off and free shipping. How about that deal? 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Locked on at manscaped.com. That is locked on at manscaped.com. That's M A N S C A P E D. Manscaped.com. 20% off. Use the promo code locked on and you get free shipping as well. And make sure you tell them locked on Redskins and the locked on podcast partner, uh, part, uh, the locked on podcast network, excuse me, sent you. Uh, so again, we want to thank them for their support. All right, let's get to it. We'll break this into three segments. We'll go offense, defense, and special teams. I didn't get to see all of the game, uh, because I was doing a radio show literally live during it, uh, in a crowded bar in Northwest DC. Uh, so I'm going to have to go back and obviously watch a lot of the tape. I know a lot of what is being talked about. Um, there's injuries, there's bad officiating calls. There's Dwayne Haskins, good and bad. Uh, there is seemingly an end to the quarterback chase. Let's get to a inside look, uh, inside the numbers look uh, at the offense for the Washington Redskins. Haskins, seven of fourteen, 114 yards, a touchdown. That was a beauty. 55 yards to Robert Davis. We'll have more on that in a sec. A 101.5 in, uh, quarterback rating. No interceptions, so he had two last week, none this week. However, he was sacked, uh, and he did fumble, and some people are questioning the the correctness of the call. I, look, it looked like on replay to me, like his arm was not coming forward and the ball was punched out of his hand. I'll take a better look at it on Friday um, after I get a couple of hours of sleep uh, and after I can slow it down where I can kind of control uh, the angles and 
the speed of the replay as opposed to trying to watch it again in a crowded bar. To me, it looked like the right play. It looked like the right thing to do to uphold the call on the field that indeed it was a sack forced fumble. But there was a lot of good from Dwayne Haskins too, right? The 55-yard touchdown pass to Robert Davis, and that's, by the way, Robert Davis's second touchdown pass in as many games, plus he drew the defensive pass interference, was a thing of beauty. He had just missed a couple throws earlier, uh, and I'm not sure who the receiver was. I'll have to again double-check, but he was a touch high, and he was off the hands of the receiver on basically a similar-type route concept from what it looked like to me. In this particular case, Haskins looked like on a third down play that he saw what kind of pressure he was dealing with, uh, made a little adjustment, planted his feet, threw with accuracy and threw on time and took a hit uh, and went down, quite honestly, um, right after he completed it. So the whole operation, I mean, obviously you don't want him to get hit, uh, but the whole operation seemed pretty smooth, and the way he described it in the locker room uh, after the game was he knew what was coming because he had seen that play and that call before from Case Keenum. And he takes these mental reps, as most young quarterbacks and most quarterbacks should do, and he envisions himself kind of working through that and what read to make and how to make it and checks and protection and all that stuff. A really good explanation. I'll try and get the audio for you uh, coming up. But I, I like the thought process for Dwayne Haskins. And again, it was a seed, on time, on target. We know about his cannon for an arm. We know about his accuracy. Uh, the big question is, is will he be able to do everything that is required of this position? But certainly a very, very promising sign there for Dwayne Haskins. So again, that put the Redskins up 13-6. to six. Um Haskins finished against 7 of 14, a buck 14, a touchdown, no interceptions, and a 105, a 101.5 quarterback rating. Case Keenum, 3 of 7, 52 yards, a 68.8 rating. He would have had more than that uh, if not for a somewhat dubious offensive pass interference uh, call that Jay Gruden once again challenged, once again lost um, on a completion down inside the five yard line. Uh, to Stevens, uh, to to Steven Sims Jr. Um, again, I didn't get a clear look at it. Um, I guess from what I understand, Charlie Casserly put up something on his Twitter. Um, I believe it was about this call that said that the offensive pass interference was not really on the TV copy. It was on the All-22 copy that he gets as being an analyst for an NFL network. So maybe that will explain it. Uh, maybe we can get a different angle of that. But the bottom line is, is Case Keenum would have had you know, 90-something passing yards, would have had a fourth completion, and possibly the Redskins would have had another touchdown uh, because, again, that completion nullified, of course, by the offensive pass interference, took them inside the five-yard line, as a matter of fact, at the three. (coughs) Uh, McClendon, the young quarterback who they just signed a couple of days ago, was two for two. Two for two, 12 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions. In terms of the receiving, we told you Robert Davis. One reception, 55 yards, the touchdown, two targets. Vernon Davis, two targets, two receptions, 43 yards along of 26. Mentioned Stephen Sims, 
uh, on that offensive pass interference call. I'm not sure who they called it on. He was targeted three times, one catch, 16 yards. J.P. Holtz, one target, one catch, 15 yards. Jehu Chesson, one target, one catch, 14 yards. Jeremy Sprinkle, three targets, two catches, 13 yards, a long of nine. Uh, Byron Marshall, one catch, one target for 11 yards. Um, Darvin Kidsey, who was kind of last year's or last week's, <coughs> excuse me, eye opener, two targets, two catches, uh, just five yards total. He did have a long of seven. Uh, Terry McLaurin did not play in this game. Jay Gruden explained it uh, afterwards that he was beat up from a play in the air in the back corner of the end zone the other day in practice. Uh, so we'll take him at his word. Said he could, you know, it was just precautionary. Uh, certainly nothing that alarming uh, to be considered, you know, to be considered to be worried about. Uh, the Redskins only had time of possession for 23 minutes and 24 seconds. They ran the ball okay at times. Adrian Peterson ripped off a 26-yard run off left tackle. Um, I think Donald Penn was playing at that particular point. Again, I'm going to have to double-check that. Four carries, 31 yards. Again, the long of 26 for Adrian Peterson. Craig Reynolds had five carries for 25 yards, a long of 12. Haskins not as active with his feet. Again, you don't necessarily want that. Uh, one run, six yards for Haskins. How about Samaj P. Ryan? Five rushing attempts, one yard, a long of two. Hmm. Chris Thompson got his first action of the preseason, one carry, minus one yard for Chris Thompson. Um, so the Redskins didn't really run the ball particularly well overall. They didn't have it for very long. They only ran 45 offensive plays to 67 for the Bengals, 153 net passing yards. Again, the killer is 10 penalties for 105 yards. And again, some of those certainly in dispute. So we're not going to totally kill the Redskins until I get a better chance to isolate each and every one of them and to see what exactly happened, what exactly they called. They punted seven times. They averaged 53.1. That's good. Um, on third down, they were a miserable, pathetic, dreadful 2 of 12. And that's quite honestly the biggest reason. Uh, Cincinnati wasn't great, 5 of 14 and 335 total net yards. But the Redskins only had 212 total net yards on the play, and they only ran for 59 net yards, passed for 153. So that is a little inside the numbers look at the offense and who did what and what happened from, again, a limited perch. We will have more on that over the weekend when I have a chance to, again, get more deeper into the game uh, and slow it down a little bit. The Redskins lose 23-13, to back in a flash with a couple of words on the defense and the special teams. Next, on the Locked on Redskins podcast, good to have you aboard with us. It is episode number 288, episode number 288, Quick Snaps edition. And the new Locked on NFL is on fire, guys. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows, expert analysis of NFL scout Matt Williamson, hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL, with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. Back in a flash on LOR 288.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is good to have you with us. Episode number 288. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Again, pardon the voice. Uh, as it is completely shot. So the Redskins' first-team defense played. You had Josh Norman. You had Landon Collins. You had Monte Nicholson. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, you had Ryan Kerrigan, Montez Sweat. Um, you had Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Matt Ioannidis. So that was a good sign. The Redskins uh, bent on the first defensive drive, had some penalties. We'll get into that. Again, part of that really not good 10 uh, penalty for 105-yard uh, statistic that we gave you. But... As the Bengals were closing in on the end zone uh, and the Bengals were driving, um, they threw an interception. It was batted up, passed from Andy Dalton, batted up by Deron Payne, who got his arm up even though he couldn't get there. And that's exactly what they teach you. And then Monte Nicholson was waiting for the interception. And then all Monte Nicholson did was turn around uh, and run it up the sideline for a 96-yard interception return. Really good stuff. Really good speed out of Monte Nicholson. Obviously a great job out of Deron Payne, and that was very positive. Um, Josh Harvey Clemens led the Redskins with seven combined tackles. He did get hurt uh, in this game. It looked like he had a helmet to the knee, uh, but I believe uh, what the word was is that uh, it's an upper body injury, I believe shoulder or maybe even neck. We will have more details as they become available on Josh Harvey Clemens. Jimmy Moreland didn't make the same impact that he had last week, but still five tackles uh, on the day, second on the team. Marquise Flowers with five tackles as well. Uh, the Redskins did not, did not have any sacks on the night. Uh, so that's maybe a little bit disappointing. But Monte Nicholson, again, with that big interception uh, that we talked about. Jonathan Allen, three total tackles. Uh, on the night, same thing for Dominique Rogers Cromartie, Landon Collins with a couple of tackles, uh, Deron Payne with a couple of tackles uh, as well, and Josh Norman drew a penalty for a helmet-to-helmet hit that he severely uh, disagreed with, and an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Listen, uh, some people are going to say it's an absurd penalty, it's a bad penalty. He's trying to make a play. The rule is the rule. I mean, there was clear helmet-to-helmet. I don't know what you want the officials to do. It's clear helmet to helmet. Um, sorry, that's might not be popular. It's clear helmet to helmet. Until I see something other than that, um, I'm going with that. It was clear helmet to helmet. He was yes, he was trying to make a play. Yes, I understand. It's clear helmet to helmet. Uh, so I didn't have a major problem with that. Obviously, Josh did, and sound like Jay Gruden uh, didn't love the call. But the bottom line is, is it was pure helmet to helmet. Um, Inadvertent, nobody's saying it's on purpose, but inadvertent still is a penalty. Uh, all right, so the Redskins defense did a pretty decent job, all things considered. Uh, they did give up a couple of offensive touchdowns um, from Ryan Finley, a couple of touchdown passes, one of five and one of three yards. Uh, and they did allow a 57-yard field goal, which is not 
really allowing much of anything. I mean, a 57-yarder is basically, again, moving the ball to the 40 and then taking a long-distance shot, which the Bengals did, and they connected from 57 yards to make it a 16-13 game. When we return here on a Quick Snaps edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast, this is where it's going to get ugly. We talk about special teams. Uh, We are not a podcast that is going to ignore special teams, especially after a night like this and after a start like this for the Washington Redskins. We'll do that next right here on the LOR. It is episode number 288. Thanks for being with us. Once again, we remind you to check out uh, Locked On Fantasy Football. Fantasy football players, your draft's coming up. Make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer and the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else, and you won't be the same. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked On Fantasy Football uh, is available right now, the podcast, on your favorite podcast provider. Away we go. Episode number 288, back with the not-so-special team story in a moment right here on LOR. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you. Locked On Redskins episode number 288. So we wrap it up like this for a second week in a row. And granted, it is late in these games and your core special teamers are not playing, so there's no reason to be extra, extra, extra alarmed, but I refuse to just let it go and just chalk it up to no big deal, and it didn't happen, and it didn't exist. So I will point it out, and I will tell you that, you know, you don't want to see this because this team has no margin for error and cannot afford these kind of plays. Last week it was, what, an 85-yard intercept uh, punt return for a touchdown. This week it was 75 yards for a punt return touchdown uh, from Erickson of the Bengals midway through the fourth quarter. And again, you're not playing your most important players. I got it. I understand that. You will get better. But I have to point out, as uh, the Redskins go to Atlanta next week and take on their now former special teams coordinator, Ben Kotwika, you have new special teams coordinator, Nate Katzer, who did not have a lot of statistical success in Tampa. Tampa's field goal kicking and place kicking was an absolute nightmare. Um, And quite honestly, again, two punt returns for two scores in two games for the Redskins. Um, Not a good sign. In addition, when you factor in that they missed an extra point on the first touchdown, the Monte Nicholson touchdown, and missed a 50-yard field goal, that's not very good there. So you have two punt returns allowed for two touchdowns. You have a missed extra point and a missed 50-yard field goal. A 50-yard field goal. I mean, nobody's going to go crazy about that. It's a 50-50 shot, basically. Uh, but the operation did not look good. It looked like the snap was low. looked like the trajectory was low. looked like the kick was low. Um I don't even know if Jay Gruden addressed this or was asked about it, but here's the bottom line. 
when you have a new coordinator and you have the same core specialists, you'll want to see better results, crisper results than this. And for Hopkins, for whatever reason, to miss a long field goal and to miss it badly and to have such a kind of a bad-looking operation, that's what has me worried, not that he missed it. Uh, and then on top of that, the missed extra point. Um, and then on top of that, the two punt returns for a touchdowns. So again, the Redskins have a lot of work to do in this particular area for Nate Katzer. Uh, and especially, you know, look, some of them didn't like Ben Kotwika. They thought he was too harsh, thought he was too militant, thought he was too strict. Nate Katzer seems very friendly and very player friendly and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, you have to perform better than this because the Redskins special teams unit so far has hurt them in these two preseason games for whatever that's worth. And if it happens during the regular season, one of the strengths of the team, because they've invested finally in special teams over the last couple of years with Tressway and Dustin Hopkins and draft picks like Troy Apkin, Terry McLaurin, and so on and so forth, they had virtually ignored them for so long and they had horrible special teams. Well, what do you know? The last couple of years, they actually invested in special teams, and they've had pretty good units overall, all things considered. Not great, pretty good, pretty good. Still have some issues in the return game for sure. Understand, I care more about the coverage uh, and the missed field goals and all that stuff. That's a problem. That's a bigger problem to me than the lack of a return game. So, uh, the Redskins are going to have to straighten this out and figure it out as they move on to Atlanta. And again, a matchup against their former special teams coordinator, Ben Kotwika, for whatever that's worth. It's only the third preseason game. It's next Thursday. We'll have you covered all weekend long as the Redskins get back to work after an off day on Friday for the players. Coaches will be reviewing film and making some adjustments uh, potentially to the roster, some injuries. We'll have... Uh, those for you on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, again, episode number 289. That is still to come. This is episode number 288, Quick Snaps Edition, after the Redskins lose to the Cincinnati Bengals uh, at FedEx Field, a sparsely attended FedEx Field. Final score, 23-13. to 23-13, to 13, the Bengals win. The Redskins drop to 0-2 for whatever that's worth in the preseason. Next up, again, at Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium next Thursday night in the third and quote-unquote most important preseason game. And it looks like the quarterback competition has pretty much been solved, as we've been saying all along. It doesn't look like Colt McCoy is going to be back in team drills anytime soon and might not even be able to play next Thursday night in Atlanta. We'll hold off on that officially, but that's the way it sounds. All right, we're going to wrap it up and say goodbye. Episode number 288. Thanks for being with us. Redskins lose 23-13. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.